Hey, to all the real estate professionals out there, I want to let you know The Buyer's Mind is sponsored by Homebridge Financial. Homebridge loan officers are experts in new home financing, and they bring sales ideas and strategies and market intelligence and programs that will help sell homes. To learn more about that, go to builder.homebridge.com. Homebridge Financial, home financing made easy. Hey, sales professionals, how important is positive energy? I think you know the answer, but we're going to hear from some very positive energy people today on The Buyer's Mind. Well, greetings, everyone, once again to another episode of The Buyer's Mind, where we seek to understand the way that people make purchase decisions. And we know for sure when people are making purchase decisions that it is far easier to make that decision when you're happy. There is a very specific connection between our sense of happiness and our sense of peace in a decision. And so it's the burden of the salesperson then to look at it and say, how do we create a positive environment? What do we do? And make no mistake about it, this is on you. As a sales professional, you have a responsibility to create a positive energy environment. And I've been thinking about that a lot recently because so often when I'm out there as a consumer and I'm watching salespeople, they're not rude. They're just kind of there. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it, they're not mean to me. It's just that they just don't look like their heart is fully in it. And I can tell when a salesperson's heart is in it. I can tell when that positive energy is there. And I can tell when it's not. So can your customers. Now, I recently did one of my uh, 4-2 Formula Academies. I was in Austin, Texas. We had about 60 people in the room for a three-day academy. I had a great time. There were three people there, sales practitioners, that really, really stood out. I, I really enjoyed spending these three days with them. So I pulled them aside and I said, hey, let's just talk about positive energy. Let's talk about what that is like. I pulled out the recorder. I laid it down there in a conference room in Austin, Texas. I think you are going to love this. If you need a little pick-me-up, you're going to get it right now from Julie Ogilvie, Katie Myers, and Alex Whitney. Well, greetings, everyone. Jeff Shore here. Welcome to another episode of The uh, Buyer's Mind. A different episode today. I am here in Austin, Texas. Week of voice, I admit, after uh, several days of working with a fantastic group of sales professionals here in Austin. And uh, But we'll get through it. We'll get through it. Uh, but as I was going through the uh, the conference, we do this uh, three-day, it's called our 4-2 Academy. And we bring in salespeople from all over North America. And actually, we've got somebody from Australia. So, we're, we're international here uh, uh, this week. We're having a great time. But as I was, uh, as I was leading the group and, and I was thinking about and talking about positive energy and how important positive energy is. And, and so I just thought, you know what, there, there are three people in this group of some 60 sales uh, professionals who are just sort of radiating uh, positive energy. So I pulled them aside and I said, hey, let's be on the podcast. Let's talk about positive energy. So uh, welcome to Julie Ogilvie, Katie Myers, and Alex Whitney. Hey, guys. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Thank you. Hey, let's just have some fun here. So you, you heard me talking about it. You heard me talking about positive energy and how powerful that positive energy is. And um, why do you think I picked you? I know that's a weird question, but start, start there. Why do you think I picked you? Me personally, I think because I might always have a smile on my face. 
You, you guys agree I'm with that? I'm pretty sure oh, you're well. <laughs> <laughs> confused as to who I am. No, 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 no. In the class, I'm not sure. No, 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 no. You know what? There's there, there's nothing that excites me more than stepping up and, and doing something big. And, yeah. and I think that we're all doing big things here. And, yeah. and that just excites me and, and really gets my energy levels going. Yeah, well, that's a good point. I mean, when we are, our energy levels are higher when we're doing things that we enjoy, that we believe in. Yeah. Uh, but going back to uh, Julie saying you always have a smile on your face. Were you born with a smile on your face or is it something you have to think about? No, I think it's my culture, actually. Yeah, so yeah. I'm from Jamaica and everything, you know, everybody there, no matter how dim your circumstance, you just always have a positive outlook. Yeah. There's nothing else to do but sing reggae and dance all day long. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, so there, so, so that was not difficult when you're, uh, when you're working, when you're working with clients, you just assume that, hey, it's going to be a party and everybody's going to be happy. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. I love it. So you don't have to work on it. Not really, no. no, no. Uh, Alex and Katie, do you have to work on it? I do. Mm -hmm. I find myself, um, I'm normally extroverted, but mm -hmm. as I've gotten older and through my career, yeah. it is um, being on all the time can sometimes be a little much. And so it's tiring, I'm, isn't it? It is. Yeah, and yeah. I normally get energy from being around people, but there yeah. are just sometimes where I'm like, I need to pull back. So it is yeah. a conscious effort for me, yeah. um, but not in a forced way. It's just like, remember that this is an opportunity yeah. and you never have another chance at a first impression. Yeah. So yeah. it's always better for me just to really think about it, right. be conscious about it. And right. then it, it kind of happens. But I you, enjoy you, talking. But you need that time to sort of step in and then step back and, yes. and get your energy Recharge. back and go at it again. What do you think? Yeah, for me, I would say now in my life, positive, high energy is my 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 natural state. But that was not always the case. Hmm. So, <clears throat> when I was when I was in my early twenties, I was as cynical as they come. <laughs> like you 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 couldn't make me smile if you tried. Were you in the sales profession? Because I've, I've never, ever met in my life a cynical salesperson in my life. <laughs> Absolutely ever. not. No, no. I was uh, I was a carpenter before I was doing oh, okay. sales. Oh, wow. Got it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, but but even there, you look at you, if you're a carpenter in the construction trades, you're not supposed to be happy. Right? Yeah, you're right. to be, uh, I got my lunch pail and yep, flat yep, shirt. Yep. That was pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you are thinking about your customers and you're talking to their customers, they come through the door, you're going to chat with them a little bit. Are you making any assumptions about who the customer is, how they're going to act, what they need? How much are you thinking about your energy related to their energy when they come through the door? Well, I, personally, I look at, at the customer as almost like an index that you have to use. I think you need to have a slightly higher energy level than them. You know, like for me, I'm usually at a pretty high energy level. Yeah. But if somebody comes in and they're not, my high energy may be really off-putting to that person. Mm -hmm. So you got to mirror to a certain extent without copying them. But I think that if you index a little bit off of them, you can pull them up a little bit and then you can go up a little bit yeah. and then they'll come up a little bit. And then if you're doing things well, by the end of it, everyone's at high energy. Everyone's really excited. Yeah. Yeah. See, there's a volume control then. I mean, right. You, you got something you can, you can sort of hit the switch and go, yeah. let's pump that up. Sorry, We've been Kate. talking a lot about high energy versus positive energy, yeah, kind of right. that scale. And yeah. that really resonated with me this week in that, I think when you sit back and think about how you behave in your sales presentation, yeah. um, I think that I focus more on being positive yeah. energy than yeah. I am high energy. Yeah. I think that in our business, people don't do this every day and we mm -hmm. lose sight of that fact. It's like if I walked in the vet's office and was like, here, do X, Y, like they don't, I have no idea what right. a vet does and yeah. wouldn't know how to fix an animal. But yeah. in the home building or where we sell, 
it's very easy to forget that people don't know all the ins and outs. So Mm -hmm. it's overwhelming. So I think being positive that the experience isn't that difficult. It's not a pitch. You're really guiding through a process, Mm -hmm. I think, um, keeps the energy positive as opposed to high because buyers you're right. It can be off-putting if you're high energy and they're just not. Yeah. You know, it's a, you will meet those salespeople who are high and positive energy and they can be like, for me, I find those people really, really fun. Yeah. But to your point, sometimes you'll have people who are, are scared. They're going through a tough time, whatever it is. They come through the door and they get high positive energy and they're like, whoa, back off. That's more than I need. And so I do think that we have to be ready to adapt the volume of our energy without lessening the quality of our energy, right? I think that's the probably the most important thing. So the point is well taken. It's not about high versus low. It's positive versus negative. Yeah, yeah I think that um, like we were we were talking about yesterday, you know, not not everybody is excited to buy something. Yeah. You know, and that's right. why it's so much, so much more important to understand that why someone is buying is is more important than what they're buying. Yeah. You know, so if if the why is a sad moment in their life, mm-hmm. your incredible positivity may just kind of put them into a shell and not be interested in hearing what you have to say. I actually disagree with that because I had a buyer recently who was going through a divorce Mm -hmm. and she said, well, I'm going through a divorce. And I said, congratulations. (laughs) You said congratulations? (laughs) Just, you know, uh, for the record, Julie, I would not advise that. I just uh, want to make sure we're clear on this. Congratulations. You're moving on to a a another chapter in yeah, your life. Yeah. And how did she respond look forward to it? She said, you know what? You're right. Yeah. And yeah. so it yeah. just, it just depends on how you look at things. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to be a bad thing. It right. could have been a bad marriage to begin with. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 Well, there's, there's still, and but this is a, a good point in the sense that sometimes when customers are coming into a sales environment, um, they're not there because they want to be. They're there because they have to be. You know, they're they're walking into a car dealership because their car got totaled and, you know, one of their kids was injured. I mean, this is a traumatic deal. And just to be able to look at it and say, hey, are we going to have some fun today shopping for a car? It's like, I don't even want to be here. Back off, slick guy, right? So there is that that a very quick adjustment. And, and I want to just chat about that a little bit because we know that customers read sales professions and they do it just like that right away. How conscious are you of your both ability and need to read your customer right away and just get in that sense of, okay, who exactly am I dealing with right now? It is important. You know, it's all back to emotional intelligence, Mm -hmm. right? So you don't want to, you don't want to turn somebody off, but you, you do need to read what that person is going through in that moment. Mm -hmm. But then do you want to live in that moment? Mm -hmm. So you just have to find a way to, to kind of change it a bit. Yeah. For me, it's always important that we are focused on, as salespeople, how the customer wants to be treated, not how we want to be treated. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that old adage, like, treat others as you want. Right. I don't mm-hmm. believe in that mm-hmm. in the sense that I'm really different than a lot of people and I respond to things really differently. So I think reading them instantly yeah. is crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, taking those cues as they're walking in are, yeah. you know, if it's a pair that shopping are they connected is this like is one pulling the other are there children involved is it um kind of where that did they come in and look like they've been listening to the best song ever or they kind (laughs) of down like what take their energy as they're walking in before you ever meet them because i think every second is important to understand how they want to be treated and how you can move forward in the pitch because there's such a connotation with salespeople, right it's this 
this idea that, that we're trying to pull the wool over their eyes right, or get right. something Take by them. And so them. people yeah. are naturally a little bit like, yeah. don't sell me. So let's t- talk about that because you know, we can look at it and say, okay, uh, today I'm going to be in my, my, my best self. And I'm going to ask you all in just a moment about what are the habits that you invoke to make sure that you are um, maintaining and, and, and uh, sustaining that positive energy. But I can bring my best self into the conversation. I can feel really, really good. And I had a good cup of coffee and I got an exercise in. And the last customer, last three customers I talked to have all been just delightful people. And then somebody comes through the door who is just, I mean, you know, really difficult. And they're just, their arms are folded and they're grumpy. And, and they might even say something like, listen, Slick, I, I, don't, I don't need any of this. I just want to see the product and move on. How do you adjust when you are bringing your best positive self and you meet somebody who is just downright negative, maybe even me? Don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. Your energy cannot match their negative energy and it is not directed at you. Mm-hmm. But like Julie was saying, they could be going through something like a divorce or yeah. an illness or whatever the case may be, a car accident yeah. that could really be factoring into their demeanor. And mm-hmm. that's not about you. And yeah. I think as salespeople, because we are naturally emotional, um, that we tend to personalize uh, most, that's a super broad brush statement, but most people no. tend to personalize it yeah, right. um, as emotional people. Like, how do I fix this? What did I do wrong? Yeah. Am I putting, and you start thinking it's you when really, you really got to dive into why they're in that space yeah. and see not if you can fix that, but if you can just kind of help change the perspective. It's good advice when we talk about not taking it personal. We were talking in the group yesterday about the idea of the, the uh, ludicrousy of a hospice worker who took it personal when somebody was being weird go in a grieving process about to lose a loved one that would be unheard of. Right. And so they know how to step away a little bit and so get above the situation and be able to look at this from a completely different perspective. Yeah. I would say for, for me, it would be getting back to that energy index I was talking about, mm-hmm. you know, if he's down here, I want to get just a little bit above him because yeah. like I said, if he's just show me the house, like, yeah. you know, yeah, let's go, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just really get to it and kind of get a little bit closer to his level. And, and, and cause that, that gap between high energy and low energy, that could be really off putting for someone. So if you can bridge that gap a little bit, I think yeah. that you're going to, you're going to relate to the buyer a little bit more. They're going to be a little bit more um, open to sharing why they are in front of you. Yeah. And then once you can get there, then you can kind of guide them through the process a little smoother. Right. Right. Now, this question and may not apply as much to Julie, so I'll, I'll, I'll ask Katie and Alex and I'll ask myself, actually. Um, we're human beings and we don't have superpowers like Julie does. <laughs> so uh, sometimes we just have bad days, right? I mean, you know, we're, I'm not In feeling well. Never. <laughs> I was going to say bad weeks. Yeah. What do you mean a day? No, but I'm looking at it saying sometimes in, in life. Right. So, you know, your, your kids being an idiot or, uh, you know, you're, you're struggling with a medical issue or financially, whatever it is, or, uh, you know, you, you got in an argument with your spouse just before you left, whatever it is, um, you're not feeling it. And you're like, you know, it's, it's obviously can't sustain. So what do you do when you are not at your best, but you know, you have to be at your best by the time somebody comes through the door? I have never found a problem that hasn't been solved with a Beyonce or Taylor Swift song. <laughs> um, that would be my first. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, so yeah. I was reading um, our, in my current position, we were going through a lot of change. And yeah. so someone had lent me a book by John Gordon that said, your belief 
has to be greater than the negativity and doubt. Like I have to believe that I can turn this around or the, have, the belief in what you're doing, the belief in the impact that that sort the of belief thing. In the impact, the belief mm-hmm. in why you're there, mm-hmm. not necessarily in your product mm-hmm. or what you're selling, mm-hmm. because that's a whole nother story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The belief in being able that you're good at your job, yeah. that you are doing the right thing and on the right path. Because I feel like when things aren't going well, you start to, maybe it's just me. I start to question like, yeah. I'm not even a good mom or I'm not, I shouldn't have gotten hired in this world. Like you start to question your capabilities. And I think your belief in yourself Mm -hmm. has to be greater than the negativity and doubt that you're dealing with Mm -hmm. on the issue. What do you think, Drew? Well, so for me, it's about just having faith and knowing that everything's going to be all right. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. <laughs> so my, well, I got to move to Jamaica. But no, but it, listen, it's really true. When you look at it and you go, if I ask our audience right now, largely sales professionals uh, to think back to uh, three months ago, Thursday afternoon at three o'clock, remember that really gnarly thing you were dealing with that really tough. No, you don't remember. Right. And so what happens is, um, my hero, the founder of behavioral economics, Dan O'Connor, says nothing is ever as important as we think it is while we're thinking about it. And this Absolutely. to your point, Julie, right? It's like, it's like, you know, I've got a difficult person right now. This moment is going to pass. Yeah. I'm still be strong on the other side. Exactly. That's a decision that you make yes. early on in the process. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I've uh, personally, I've got two very specific things that I do on a, on a daily basis that I think really help uh, set the tone for, for my energy. Um, on my drive into work, the first 20 minutes are in total silence, mm. total silence. I am thinking and focused on every goal that I have, Yeah, every single one, both professional and personal goals. And I just, I get hyped up for it, you know, yeah. and I just get excited to achieve it. And then sometimes the day doesn't go well, you know, and, and my wife and son don't deserve that negativity mm-hmm. when I go home. Mm-hmm. So on my drive home, the first 20 minutes, well, let me rephrase that. First two minutes are talking to my wife and and and, and, and yeah, yeah. always love to chat with her after the day. But mm-hmm. then I shut everything off. I'm in total silence and I just think about everything that I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Because when I go home practicing uh, gratitude is yeah. crucial. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That changes the tone and I go home and I'm always in a better mood by the time I get there and and you know, I get to be present with my family. Yeah. There's no question about it. I mean, it's the, the research has shown it over and over again. Those people who have the highest levels of intentional gratitude also have the highest sense of happiness in their life. And, and that's, that's very, very powerful with those routines, both early in the day and late in the day. And yet how many salespeople, you know, they get in the car and, you know, they turn on the news. You know, what are the chances that there's a negative story yeah. in the news? I think it's fairly high. So to that point, yeah. I don't watch the news. Uh-huh. I don't listen to the news. Yeah. I, my husband, that's all he does. And he's always just <laughs> so that get him some Beyonce and Taylor Swift. I know there you go. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I we always have music on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Even at this point, we have jazz. Mm-hmm. It's a really high energy jazz. Yeah. It's not yeah. the regular elevator music. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feed off of that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Any rituals, Julie? Um, I'm sorry. I I, I, I looked no, at Katie fine. and said, Julie. Sorry about that. It's fine. Um. No, I am too haphazard for rituals. Mm-hmm. The best laid plans of mice and men often mm-hmm. go awry. Mm-hmm. I have two little kids and yeah. nothing ever goes to schedule. So yeah. I um, really try, I mean, practicing gratitude. Those are things that when I'm having a moment, there, there are some techniques that I, mm-hmm. that I fall to that um, would be, okay, just name five things that are yeah. good and know that this moment isn't as important as you're stressing about, mm-hmm. because um, that I think often 
can add up. Yeah. Um, but no, nothing really specific every day, yeah. which is terrible. I do, I do run. Mm. So that helps me clear my head. Sure. I have to make sure that exercise and kind of mental disconnect mm-hmm. is, is a part of my most every day yeah. um, to and try and clear my huge head. connection between your physio physiology and, mm-hmm. and your emotional energy. Yeah. And, and I think that exercise is a huge part of it. Yoga is a big part of my life too. Mm-hmm. Not mine. <laughs> I tried it once. Uh, yeah, that was that. <laughs> um, that walk the other day just did you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've tried everything to lose weight except diet and exercise, but everything else. Um, so when we think about rebounding, sometimes you have to deliver bad news. Sometimes you uh, have somebody who's going through a tough time. It's particularly difficult. And we're human beings. So we can't help but be affected on some level by either the negative energy or the um, uh, just empathizing with whatever their state of affairs is. And then the door opens, somebody new comes in all over again. Is it hard to hit that switch and say, okay, that conversation is over. Now I move into this conversation over here. Not for me. Short memory. Yeah. You got to have a short memory. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm so different than you guys. This is crazy. (laughs) I am still thinking about that when I'm going to bed. But the trick is to remember, at the end of the day, we're kind of all just actors. So you have, it's seen, like you have to remember that that person Mm -hmm. is not going to come back. That person, if you are not giving them an experience they can kind of connect with Mm -hmm. or see a value in, because everybody these days are that we're busy and yeah. our time is short and our attention spans are shorter. So if you can't connect with that person pretty quickly, then the odds of making the sale are slim. And yeah. so every time you got to give your best performance, I love what you talked about the King and I, mm-hmm. um, where he said like yeah. road G seat six, right. like yeah, yeah. that is truly, it's a much more eloquent way to put it. But yeah. I, yeah, I think every time that someone walks through that door it's fresh. and it's a hard thing to find for salespeople to do because they're always in the middle of something. You're in the middle of an email or a contract. And so yes. to not be like, oh, you mm-hmm. walked in the door, like mm-hmm. you want to be like, oh, great. Mm-hmm. There's a reason you're interrupting right, me. Right, and yeah. I think that is not natural. Yeah. So it's something that you have to kind of practice. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it is really interesting that uh, when we think about that, uh, about what we sell, about what anybody listening to this podcast sells, it's interesting to me that you could get bored selling anything. It coolest product in the world, doesn't matter what it is, you could get bored selling it. But if you are in that mindset that it says it's not about me, it's not even about my product, it's about changing the life of the person standing in front of me, it'd be at that point it'd be hard to get bored, right? Because right. every person is so unique and so different. And I oh think my that gosh. Gives you my mom gave me the best advice. And yeah. then I know I'm talking a lot on no, it, but <laughs> literally when I was in the beginning of my career at selling homes, obviously, um, they were not homes I would I would see myself living in. Mm-hmm. And so there was a point where I was struggling, but it was a well, it was going well sales wise. I wasn't like not selling. Yeah. I just kind of didn't feel great about it and mm-hmm. was like, am I doing this again? Are we sure? Yeah. And my mom said to me, Katie, it's not your dream you have to sell. Mm-hmm. It's their dream. I this is it. not about you yeah. wanting right. whatever you're selling. Right. It's theirs. And that is life changing. Yeah. And you have to remember that with everybody. Right. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting on the podcast last year, a delightful young lady, her name is Molly up in Reno, and she sells cardboard boxes to companies <laughs> who need cardboard boxes, what she sells. And I asked her during the episode about value differentiation, about how do you, how does your product differentiate? For, she's like, 
It's a friggin' cardboard box. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Here's that. How do we differentiate? I'll tell you how we differentiate. We're more expensive than other cardboard boxes. That's what I can tell you. Um, but her take on it was to say that it's, you know, it's a it's the, the ultimate commodity. So then why would somebody buy from one person versus another? And it has to do with that person and 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 how engaged they are. Uh, last question here. Uh, I want each of you to think about this from the perspective of somebody who is brand new to sales. What advice do you have for somebody who is just getting into sales for the first time in order to make sure that they've got uh, longevity and that their head is going to be on straight for, for a long time to come? I would say enthusiasm is one of the biggest things. You mm -hmm. got to be enthusiastic about what you're doing. You got to be very, very committed to solving problems, you mm -hmm. know, because like you said, so nobody, nobody buys something if that same thing that they have currently is perfect, right? Yeah. So that means that there is something wrong with what they have and that's mm -hmm. why they're in front of you. Yeah. And you got to be really, really enthusiastic about solving that problem you know, and, and really get excited about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. See, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, sorry. Ahead, I'm about optimism. Mm -hmm. So having that positive outlook, it doesn't matter what happens. You could have a sucky month. Mm -hmm. It'll get better. Yeah. So I just always look to it getting better. Yeah. You know, so that's my piece. Yeah. Love it. I'd say practicing mm -hmm. for, because for me, this doesn't come naturally. So I think practicing and keeping those reminders on yeah. getting better every day at what yeah. you're doing, because you're in your job for a reason. You yeah. love a part of it right. and you do in some way gain energy from the positive experience that you have at your job. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, practicing and remembering kind of what got you there yeah. is the most important thing because the energy or the uh, positivity can always being a problem solver may not come naturally to every salesperson. Mm -hmm. um, that may not be their thing. Um, so I think that practicing on ways to connect right. is important. I love it. I love it. So there you have it. Uh, just uh, such a great conversation. That was so much fun. We could keep going, but we're going to cut it off here. And I just want to encourage you, the listener, uh, to really now ask yourself the same questions that we were just talking about. What are you doing to grow, enhance, protect your positive energy? What are you doing as a matter of ritual in the day to, to start your day right and even to end it right? Uh, what are you doing to ensure that this is not about you, that this is absolutely about your customer. This is a conversation that I would encourage you to have with other people. Have it with your peers. Bring it up at a sales meeting. Tell people, hey, listen, listen to this podcast episode and let's talk about it on our next sales meeting. So you can chat through what is that positive energy because we all know what it's like. We all know what it's like to get into that slump, not, not just the sales slump, but the mental slump and how debilitating that can be. But there's no question about it. Finding your way out of a slump, the path to that is positive energy. So I just want to encourage you to, to take that topic seriously and really be introspective about it. Again, my thanks, Julie, Katie, Alex. Really appreciate it. Great conversation. Thanks for being Thank on the Buyer's Mind. Thank you. It was fun to be here, Jeff. All right. So there you have it. I loved that conversation. By the time we were done, we, we, had, we sort of had to cut it off because I needed to start the conference that day. But we were like, can't we just keep going? It's really fun to talk about positive energy. It was uplifting. It was energetic and it was exciting. And I want to make that suggestion to you. You know, we live in this sales world that it's not lost on me. It's probably not lost on you that can get downright cynical. Right. That was that. Remember Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire? We live in a cynical world, a cynical 
world. Well, hey, listen, oftentimes that can be in the case. If you're in sales, we can get abused. We can deal with negative people. We got pressure from the boss. There's a constant hassle and struggle and then the, the pressure to make our number. Protecting our positive energy is critical. But it doesn't happen by accident. And when we listen to Julie and Katie and Alex, there's an intentionality about it. There's the idea that I'm going to do something to make sure that that positive energy is intact. I hope that's why you listen to the buyer's mind. I hope you listen to the buyer's mind because you know you need that positive energy. You know you need that dose and we always want to give it to you. Do what you need to do to protect your own positive energy. Your customer will thank you for it. Hey, listen, thanks as always for listening to The Buyer is Mind. If you've got an event, if you run a sales team, if you've got a sales conference coming up, I love that keynote speaking opportunity. Give me a stage and 100 or 500 people there and a microphone. I'm a happy guy and we have a great time. If you want to both inspire your team, but then give them that deeper level of knowledge about the way that people make purchase decisions, I would love it if you would consider bringing me, Jeff Shore, for your conference as a keynote speaker. We love doing that. You can reach out to Bevan at JeffShore.com, B-E-V-I-N, Bevan at JeffShore.com, and arrange an appointment to talk about bringing me in to speak at your next conference. Until next time, go out there, my friends, and change someone's world.